Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. Hey, what's going on? It's been a while. How you been? You know, I could use some time on your couch and a little uh, a little session to go through my startup grievances, but I'm doing okay. Well, I don't think we have enough time in the show to go through all those grievances because you have listed quite a few of them lately. I have a couple of my own, but that's not what I want to talk about today. What are we going to talk about? I'm going to talk about personality styles. Wait a second. I'm used to dealing with software developers. The only thing I know about their personality style is they don't have any. <laughs> so that, there's more than one style. Is that why they look at me so weird when I actually like speak and come through your development chamber? They look at you? No, not usually, but I can tell that they uh, oftentimes are like, what's this guy doing? Usually they look at the floor or away from you and they walk by kind of quickly. But those are all specific types of personality traits. And a lot of those traits have a lot to do with business life and selling stuff. I was watching Silicon Valley last night and, uh, <laughs> uh, Richard Hendricks, you know, he's a definitely a goofy personality as the CEO of, of Pied Piper. And it was an episode about him interacting with the CEO of some other software company. And they're both are like really goofy personalities. I've but. seen that like two, two introverted guys yeah. staring at each other with nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, personality styles are a science and, you know, I think the, probably the, the most general way that we define these is you'll hear this kind of like psych 101 definition of type a and type b you familiar with those yeah which one are you type c okay we might have to define that too (laughs) so you know i'm type a there's no question about that and you know the traits that you were mentioning earlier about you know developers or whatever that's type b it's typically more of an introverted or analytic person type a is yeah hi i'm here it's me yeah that's type a buddy so why I'm, are you rolling your eyes you're so a type, you're a type b i must be type b so i think that the type a and type b is a little too general and you know my first exposure to personality styles and the ability to inventory what the different types were and traits that went with it started for me when I was in my late twenties and I was first getting into sales and I was trying to figure out why I couldn't sell to specific types of customers. And, uh, I went try to find some books on selling stuff and ran into a book called how to mind read your customers by David Snyder. Anyway, he, really defined something that I've spent a lot of time working on studying and still give a lot of consideration to. It's called DISC, D-I-S-C. You heard of that? Uh, What is it? I think I've heard of that. So it's an acronym. And basically, the D and the I are your type A personalities. And that's going to be dominant or influential. Okay. Where the type Bs are steadfast and conscientious. Okay. And... On top of that, we actually have two different versions that we project of each. 
So you have your natural style and you have your adapted style. When you're at work, you're typically in your adapted style. You also like have a tendency to shift into that in social settings and places where when you're at home and no one's around, definitely natural style. And you can have two completely different personality types based on that segment. Is that bipolar? No, it's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's all <laughs> what we call, uh, what is it? Uh, multiple personalities, but no. So it's just, you're, you're a little different when you're relaxed and you're not worrying about what other, other, other people think it, but wait, Matt, there's more. Okay. Do you want to know what causes your personality style and the reason that you project yourself outwardly the way that you do? Alcohol. <laughs> no, but that does turn you into a type A personality. For those of you interested, you can email Matt Watson and ask him about when he <laughs> jumped into, what was that, a vat or a keg or a, what was it at the Christmas party? Anyway. Uh, a distillery. Yes. Yeah. Um completely different topic. But yeah, so, you know, the way that we see ourselves and how we feel about ourselves and how we view ourselves actually has almost everything to do with how we project outwardly. That's kind of weird, isn't it? All right. I got a question. What the hell does this have to do with startups? It has a lot to do with startups. And how do yeah. I, how do I apply this? Well, it has a lot to do with team building. And there's a certain types of jobs, skills, and other things that you might need to learn or acquire or build along the way that, all right, I've, in the past episodes, I've told you, I don't have the patience or ability to, I've never wanted to be a programmer. I'd be terrible at it. I don't, I'm not detail oriented. I can't find the missing semicolon on line 9,000. And I would get so frustrated along the way, I'd probably break the computer. So there's knowing that is important. Know what you're good at. Know what you can tend, trend towards. Like you, you mentioned Silicon Valley. One of the <laughs> Richard, who's clearly introverted, um, will sometimes barf or maybe crap his pants if he has to speak in front of people. Very common personality trait with the type B or the steadfast or conscientious. So what does that have to do with startups? Uh, you might not want to, if that's your personality style, you might not want to geared towards something that's going to require a lot of public presentation or realize something you're not great at and try to find your version of a technical co-founder. So let me get this right. So I have a bunch of software developers that work for me. They're probably all type B, except for the one guy who also used to do MMA. And I'm sure he is not type B. He would whip my ass, by the way. Never going to make him mad. Um, but then there's you in our office, and that's why we, we lock you on the other side of the office because you're is the true. one type A guy. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That's why we. It's also really quiet where the developers are, and you know, I, I that's not a personality trait I possess. So the different personality styles really view each other quite differently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, type A type person will look at the introverted person and be like, man, why can't you just hurry up? Why can't you make this decision faster? Why can't you move? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and the type B person looks back at that person and says, you know, you're irresponsible. You're speaking out of turn. You're not thinking before you do whatever. So how does that relate to startups? Well, you know, startups have small teams and 
putting the wrong kind of people on your team can be a recipe for disaster. You ever have that guy you work with where you would just rather maybe go bankrupt than come back to work with him the next day? And don't look at me. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me thinking, uh, you know, I think first of all, it's, it's about the founders, right? And the relationships mm-hmm. of the founders. And you're, pro- you probably want to have a mixture of the personality types, right? Right. And that's, you know, kind of like we've talked about with the technical or non-technical co-founder. It's kind of what I mentioned earlier. If you, if you aren't outwardly social, you, I mean, let's be realistic. The likelihood that you're going to be a top salesperson is low. It's lower. Now, e-commerce has changed that a little bit because we do a lot of discussion behind live chats and different stuff like that. But overall, that personality style isn't usually the pit bull that is snarling at the mouth and foaming and ready to get that sale. Um, at the same time, like I mentioned, the well, I don't usually look for accountants that have a high level of dominance. You know why? Terribly disorganized. I don't like accountants. Yeah, that's we. That's actually, I'd like to do an episode on the top five hundred reasons that I don't uh, like accounting. So, so, so it's important for the founders to probably have both of these types. I mean, what happens if they're both one or the other? Well, right, not, they're going to be good at one thing and bad at another thing. Like they're they're good at product and bad at sales, maybe or. I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that it's more about a little bit of self-realization, you know, like knowing what you're good at and what you're not good at. And you realize, okay, this isn't our strong suit. We need to fix it, do something about it. And, you know, I mean, people use this personality stuff in hiring and team building all the time. Have you ever taken one of these uh, evaluations? I think I have. They ask you a lot of questions. They'll be like, the disc one will say, I would rather fly a kite or attend a parade or cheer for a fight or something else. And you pick the one most like you and least like you. And you do that about a thousand times. And then they spit out a bunch of stuff about you. I'm pretty sure for a few million of us took those, um, those polls and surveys on Facebook and that's how that company got all our data. And, and now Facebook's in trouble for getting all these. It's actually not true. Of, the, no. no, the disc inventory, I can't remember the dude's name, but it was from the 1920s or thirties. If you read my book, balance me, I actually mentioned that in there. So there's always, but there's a lot of these, um, personality surveys and stuff you see mm-hmm. on social media, though, is my point. A lot of them are related to that. Now, there's the same a, principles underneath, I think. Right. Now, there's... Okay, so are you interested in hearing about how I've learned how to sell more stuff through this? Because that's relevant to startups. What is my, What does my three-year-old like to say? Customers, customers, customers. We need some customers. So I wasn't very good at selling to the type B or the steadfast or conscientious buyer. And it had everything to do with me. It's easy for type A or type D or I people to rub these folks the wrong way. And I had to learn a little bit about what to look for with my potential clients and take a different approach. Like you're actually a lot more 
on the dominant and influential side than you give yourself credit for. Because you don't always like 10 million details. You're like, just let's get to the bottom line. What's What does this do for me? How much is it? Okay, I'll take it. I am a unicorn. In what regard? I am a little bit of all of these. We all have a little bit of these in us. And then there's the ones that really stick out. Now, in order for me to do that, like, okay, the steadfast or conscientious client, they want all the details. They want all the specs. Don't, if you try to push those people to buy before they're ready, you turn them off big time and they don't want to deal with you. They want a well thought out follow-up. They don't want you to just call and be like, Hey, I just wanted to see if you're going to buy it. You have to call those people and say, I wanted to call. You notice my voice is changing here. You can't be like, Hey, I want to see. You do that kind of stuff and you freak them out. Now, the opposite personality uh, buyer, they just, just get to the point. What does this do? How much is it? Okay, great. You can sell people like me something with the right approach in like 28 seconds. The way to not sell someone like me is to sit there and these are all the specs and these are the features and blah, 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 blah. You just want to be like, fuck, you just well, ask me to buy it. Well, so I think your point using Stackify as an example, our customers are probably type B most of the time. And the way that we present our product, our sales process, our marketing should probably reflect that. Right? Well, I think we got into that because you know we were looking at some of the pages on your site and talking about that. And like the difference with Gigabook is we don't show a lot of that stuff. We're like, save time, save money. <laughs> Make more money. Give me your credit card. <laughs> yes, that, that fast. But you're, and I think that you're right. I think that it's fair, you know, it's hard to kind of just throw s- giant populations of the world into, you know, a pigeonhole and be like, hey, they're all like this. But there's a lot of truth to this. You're stuff. stereotyping. So, you know, one of the things that I learned that I thought was really interesting too is... Is it stereotypes are real? <sighs> yes, that's it. Okay. I'm going to turn off the recording now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there there is, I'm not going to say there's truth to that, but you really can see a lot of similar performance. One of the things that people, um, so I've been married twice. My first wife was also, okay, well, what personality type am I, Matt? You're type A. Okay. And then even further past that, I don't know. I am dominant, which is also known as driven in some definitions. And I peg the graph. Now, it's easy to confuse the dominant and driven person with the influential. Influential social butterfly. I can still talk a lot when I get excited, but I can also go somewhere and talk to nobody and be cool with that. I do not. Well, we were talking about why I'm so lonely. It's because I'm cool with being lonely. I don't necessarily like relish the same kind of social butterfly stuff. Well, anyway, my ex-wife was also a high type D bad, bad mix. It is collision city. And, you know, cause you're always right. And I'm always in a hurry. There's only one type of person that can put up with me. And that's the people that are highly steadfast and conscientious. And you know, my wife, mm-hmm. I would say that she's in that ballpark. Yep. So, yeah, so I learned she is literally the only person that can put up with you. Yeah, I agree. Well, for well, for more than five minutes. 
Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, my kids, especially the one that doesn't talk, seems to have a, a somewhat <laughs> higher tolerance. But, but so, you know, but that, that kind of stuff's important. And it's important in startups as well because, you know, let's get back to the idea of building a team. Like there's certain, uh, all right, I'd be, I'd, I'm a good promoter. I'm a good salesperson. I'm a vocal leader. I'm not a good accountant at all because I don't like the details. My version of organized is 10 million files and one folder on my desktop of my computer, but I know they're in there. I have a drawer at home that has like paperwork for an entire year. I know it's in there if I need it, that I'm not putting in 9,000 different folders. You don't want me to be your organizational assistant. Me either. Yeah, I, I get it. And, you know, so sometimes understanding that, I don't think you'd want a, a highly driven personality style for a developer either. Can't sit down and lock in on that kind of level. I mean, maybe, but so entrepreneurs are often the D and the I personality type because we're that particular personality type is also uh, not afraid to take risks. That other personality. So, okay, your wife is a, is, is a type S or C personality. I bet she's not a huge better in Vegas. No. My, so what's the difference between uh, S and C? So basically it's just the, it's the overall, all right. Steadfast are, that's my wife. Okay. She's, she's very consistent. She'll never miss a day of work. It'll drive her crazy. The conscientious side is like the high type B. They are so worried about everything. They're worried is my decision or what I'm going to, what I'm about to say, is it going to hurt your feelings? So I can't, I can't confirm or deny that that might be my wife. Oh yeah. Well, our wives are very similar and you know, I, it's funny cause it actually causes some friction cause I'll be, God, I can't believe this person did that. You know, Jill will say, well, maybe they were having a bad day. I'm like, no, hell no. I'm having a bad day now. You know, <laughs> Why are you, you're like an apologist for everybody that's ever pissed me off. But you know, it's, that's the role that they play. Now, those are really steady, nice, great listening people and also the only people that can put up with my personality self. So I really do appreciate them. And for all the steadfast and conscientious people in the world, thank you. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple things though, that you can, you can notice people's personality styles just by their general demeanor. How, how still have I been during this recording? I'm in constant motion. I can't sit still. It's impossible. You notice people that are walking fast, just kind of whatever. And, you know, that's an easy first impression that you can draw from someone to try to figure that out. So if you want to communicate with a type A person, you need to just get to the point. Don't bore them with the details. We don't care about the details at all. Like, don't come in the office and be like, okay, there's a few things. No, just spit it out. Get right to the point. Because back to the way we see ourselves... Well, we're too busy. Why are you wasting my time? Get to the point. And, you know, it's like hustle mode. And on the flip side, the type, you know, the type A people have a tendency to go in to the type B and they're like, hey, I need you to do this and this and this and this. It's not a very good approach. It's not a very good, good way to get what you want. So how else can we relate this to 
our listeners and startups out there? I mean, there's a lot of free tools online that you can go and really figure this out, do the same with your staff. Um, as far as I, I think the, the number one way that it relates to business is in regards to team building. I think that there's a, some self reality stuff. Like, I mean, stick with, go with what you're good at, what you're more likely to succeed at. And that's a good way. You know, we're always talking about doing things that you're passionate about or that you feel strongly about. If you hate it early, how are you going to feel about it in a year or two years? I think that it has a lot to do with that. And I really think that the sales approach, customers, customers, if you can't talk to your customers, you know, sales cures ales. And what does every startup need? Money. Customers. No, 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 no. But can't have revenue. Oh, that's right. It, you know, it was really funny. I talking about, uh, personalities. I, you, you really made me chuckle yesterday because I said something about getting paid and you said, you get paid. I was like, Oh man, we got to do something. About Cause once, once you get revenue, they have some formula to figure out what your company's worth. It's a problem. But, but, but when you don't have any revenue, then you just kind of make up a number. So you don't want revenue. You're doing this all wrong. This is, am I? <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I think that we should create our own startup inventory. Ooh, I, here we go. Startups have personalities. They do. Yeah. Let's, uh, and we can kind of round this out. Like what, what would be a dominant or driven type startup? That would be something that's like remarkably aggressive and is just moving forward with reckless abandon hitting anything and everything. It's like the pinball machine of startups. Is that correct? Okay. I feel like uh, Stackify is the steadfast kind of startup. Yeah, I would say so. Because like, it has to be steady. It has to consistently measure and patiently collect a lot of information. So would all the social media apps be influential then? I'd say so. You know, your, your Instagrams and yeah, Facebook and I Twitter. Think that that's fair. I mean, I, what's conscientious? Crowdfunding? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know who's dominant either. Yeah, I think that the things that... I think marketing startups, things that are like, let me shove this down your throat right now. Hurry. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, I keep thinking of like Oracle or somebody, but they're not really a startup. I think when you're thinking dominant, you're thinking more like Titan. Yeah. Like I'm going to crush you. Like you're the, you know, that's the uh, people that you're not competing with when you're taking the cowardly approach. Yeah. I don't, what's Gigabug then? Wow. I guess it's probably got to be in the steadfast. It's got to kind of be there and do the shit you don't want to do at the times that you really don't want to do it. I bet most of them are pretty steadfast. I feel like Gigabook in some ways is also dominant because I'm the type of person that'll remind you 25 times. I'll be like, Hey Matt, come do the podcast with me. Hey Matt, come do the podcast. <laughs> By the way, that's how this podcast happens. Um, I'm usually what it's about the 70th or 80th ask. No, no, no. And is it higher? No, 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 no. It's not that bad. No, actually, it hasn't been. So, hey, there's a couple things that I think is uh, pretty cool. So, about to get our 20,000th download. That's oh, pretty cool. Uh, did you explain? We have wasted a lot of people's time. 
Yeah, I did some math on that. And uh, that means that people of the earth have spent about 10,000 hours listening to this. I got a second fun announcement for you. Okay. All right. So my book, Balance Me, made it 99 cents on Kindle. Okay. Second chapter, personality types. Look, I feel really strongly about this. And why does a book about life balance or achievement have something to do with it? When you understand people's personality types, you start to begin to understand how to communicate with them. If you can't communicate with someone and you're always having friction and rigid, whatever, you ever have a blowout with someone and you have a disagreement with someone at work 10 minutes before you leave, you carry that with you for the rest of the night. It's like a toxic rainstorm. Also, we like to get what we want out of life. You have a much higher chance of doing so if you're communicating to the recipient in a way that they're likely to understand. So as much as, uh, hey, can I give you some advice about writing a book? No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'd love to tell you that, you know, Balance Me came out and I sold several hundred copies in the first month. And then much like Enron stock, your book kind of fades away. Um, it's free on Kindle Unlimited. I was trying to give it away on Amazon. They won't let me. So I, you know, now million dollar bedroom, sure, that's still full price. And I will get you to read that. No. No, you won't. Probably. Nope. Not gonna happen. Not even it's a great book. Everybody else should read it, but I'm not gonna read it. They seem to like it. I you know, (laughs) but Matt, I think you need to clarify because it's starting to sound like a bad review. You just don't read books. I don't read books. Right. That's probably because you have a somewhat dominant personality style and can't sit still long enough to do it. I, I can like, I can read my, my kids a book at bedtime and be thinking about something else while I'm reading the book. Oh God. I, you know what? I, I don't I'm not even reading books. I'm actually just opening my hands like a magical book and I make them up. Wow. Try it. It works. And then you sell them for 99 cents. No, I wish. <laughs> I wish. So now the goal with that was to, you know, that's to get that book in people's hands. It's, uh, you know, a realist guide to a successful life. Um, it doesn't talk about God or uh, lots of different things. It's just literally what it sounds like. It's realistic. It tries to say, hey, you might want to fake, you might want to consider the fact that you might be your own problem. And stuff like that. But I, anyway, the personality styles, uh, that's, a, that's a cool section in the book. It, uh, I kind of wrap it into how to communicate with other people. It really does make a difference. It's hard to always live by, you know, because sometimes we get caught up in our own shit. But overall, I will tell you, if you can, you know, can help at home. And then just sometimes when you feel like you're not getting your message across, 99 cents, people! Or free if you pay Amazon the juice every month. All right. Do you know how much I get paid when someone reads my whole book on Kindle Unlimited? Because uh, it's, it's not 99 cents. I think you get like one cent per 100 pages. You get a half a half a cent per page. Half a percent, half a cent per page. Yeah. So since we were talking about shit you don't get paid for, well, let's put writing a book on there. All right. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm going to go out to California and finish writing my third book. Surprise! But I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. Okay. You're heading out there, aren't you? I am. Well, maybe I'll see you out there. All right. For those of you listening, we'll see you next time. See ya! 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.